Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mediascope Brief. This is your friend Tachi, talking all about media tech and pop culture news. In my opinion, the best in media tech and pop culture news. Hope you all have been doing well. Let's talk Lenovo. They've unveiled the world's first foldable PC, and people are actually quite excited about this. So we already know, foldable phones were all the rage this year at Mobile World Congress, etc., etc., etc. So we shouldn't be surprised that somebody decided to come up with a foldable PC. So it was Lenovo, and they showed off their upcoming foldable PC at its Accelerate conference, which happened yesterday, according to the Next Web. So the device is going to fall under its premium ThinkPad X1 line, and it's going to launch next year. So what are the specs? Well, right now we know that it's going to have a 13.3 inch 2K OLED display made in partnership with LG, and it will be powered by an Intel processor. So what we're seeing right now is really just an early prototype, and we don't know the full spec sheet yet. Engadget happened to get their hands on one. So if you're interested in seeing what it looks like, head on over to Engadget.com. Also the nextweb.com or The Verge, any of your favorite tech publications will have a video on it. You can also go to YouTube and look it up because the video is also on YouTube. So Engadget has showed that the Lenovo has created a special hinge to fold the display and the crease is not as prominent as it is on the foldable phones. So, For some, that may be pretty impressive. Basically, Lenovo's idea is that you can either use the new device as a tablet or fold it like a laptop. And in laptop mode, there's an on-screen keyboard that pops up, kind of like what a tablet does, except, you know, it's not taking up the whole screen, and it will appear on the lower half of the screen. It may sound neat, but it may not be the best replacement for working with a laptop. You know, I personally would need to try it out to make sure that it is, you know, a good fit. Anyway, thankfully, you can also use a mechanical Bluetooth keyboard and work on an unfolded screen. So it shouldn't be too trying for most people. And it sounds like a good concept on paper. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. What's even what's going to be even more interesting is the price. This is what I want to know. So you already know that the foldable phones are coming in at starting at 2000 and they're going up the 2600 was the most expensive one I've seen. Now, what does this mean for foldable laptops? Are we talking more expensive or less expensive because it doesn't also have that mobile component to it? We shall see. I could be I could be wrong in terms of it being more expensive. What I'm not going to do is pay for it. <laughs> but I would be very happy to test I tested out Lenovo. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to that. Let me know what you think. Are you here for a foldable PC? Would you do it? Well, you know, first of all, I'm also an Apple person, so Apple is my first love when it comes to computers. So, I'm not going to purchase a PC most likely. But for those of you that are PC people, would you purchase just this foldable PC? Does it depend on price for you? Or do you not trust something that folds back and forth to, ah, one day it's going to break? Let me know. Hit me up uh, here on Anchor. Or you can also, you know, email me at tachiata at gmail.com. And I would be happy to converse with you. Okay. I'll be back soon with more media tech and pop culture news. Cheers.
Welcome back, everyone. So maybe you are such a Taco Bell fan that you would love to stay in one, kind of like a hotel. Well, no need for you to stay in the restaurant. For a limited time, you're getting an offer that is not nacho fries. It's actually a hotel. So the Mexican fast food chain is taking over a Palm Springs, California hotel and resort in their latest move to recognize the brand Superfans. You can make reservations starting in June and guests can start checking in August 9th. It is a, they didn't say how long they would operate the hotel, but if it's popular, you never know. They could be going into the bed and Mexican breakfast business. It's going to feature a gift shop with exclusive Taco Bell themed apparel and an on-site salon with Taco Bell inspired nail art and hairstyling services. How the hell do you have a taco style, taco hairstyle? Help me with that because I don't get it. So Taco Bell's chief brand officer, Marissa Thalberg, said that the idea for a Taco Bell themed hotel is supposed to be playful and fun, but the brand sincerely intends for it to be an unparalleled experience. And this is according to CNBC. She said, I have often I have often quipped that Taco Bell is the fast fashion of food. We have our everyday classics, but then we're always introducing these cool limited edition experiences to do something new and different. So they've also had other experiences, which I've actually talked about before, wedding customers in a Taco Bell themed ceremony for $600 at their Las Vegas Cantina flagship location. That's actually pretty good. $600 for a wedding, not bad. And to date, Taco Bell has had over 165 wedding registrations. The brand has also teamed up with fast fashion retailer Forever 21 to sell clothes with its logo and imagery. And I've also talked about that before on Mediascope. It's not the first time that Taco Bell has invited customers to stay the night though. In 2016, the brand teamed with Airbnb to reward four people with an overnight stay at a location in Canada. So let me know, are you game for staying in Palm Springs at the Taco Bell Hotel? Or if you're going to Palm Springs, is that the last thing you're thinking about? Well, let me know. I would love to hear from you. Drop me a line. Okay, cheers. Hey there, let's talk a little bit about Facebook. They have implemented a one strike policy. So this policy will basically bar people from using live streaming tools in a sense, sense, Facebook. Okay, let's talk Facebook. Welcome back. Facebook has implemented a one strike policy. So essentially they're going to bar people from using Facebook Live after their first violation of its most serious policies, according to TubeFilter. Specifically, the site's guidelines regarding dangerous individuals and organizations. So in a blog post about the new rule, Facebook Vice President Gary Rosen said that Facebook bars people who are involved in terrorism, organized hate activity, mass or serial murder, and human trafficking from having Facebook accounts at all. And Facebook's guidelines allow the platforms to the platform to remove users' content if it expresses support or praise for groups, leaders, or individuals involved in these activities. So users who post support or praise for hate groups aren't necessarily banned from Facebook wholesale unless they have repeated violations. But now, thanks to this new policy, they're going to be banned from live streaming after just one violation. So. 
why is Facebook targeting live streaming in particular? The big thing was the terrorist attack in New Zealand. And it, it, uh, welcome back. It's time to talk a little bit about Facebook. So what's happened is they've implemented a one strike rule, meaning that if you get caught live streaming dangerous or hateful content, you could be barred from using the platform's live streaming tools, basically Facebook Live. So they put out a blog post and Facebook Vice President Gary Rosen explained that Facebook bars people who are involved in terrorism, organized hate activity, mass or serial murder, and human trafficking from having Facebook accounts at all. And Facebook's guidelines allow the platform to remove, remove users' content if it expresses support or praise for groups, leaders, and individuals involved in these activities. Users who post support or praise for hate groups aren't necessarily banned from Facebook wholesale unless they have repeated violations. And now, thanks to this new policy, they will be banned from live streaming after just one violation. Other policy violations uh, uh, Rosen references that will result in a live streaming ban include using profile pictures or cover images related to terror propaganda and sharing images of child exploitation. So if you violate this new rule, you will have your ability to live stream restrict restricted for set periods of time. The smallest amount would be 30 days. So you could be barred for 30 days over the next few weeks. Facebook will also increase the reach of the one strike policy or strike policy to ban violators from creating ads on the platform. So not only will you have your live streaming privileges taken away for a set amount of time, you'll also be restricted in terms of the money you could possibly make from this. So why is Facebook targeting live streaming in particular? Well, Rosen spells it out. He says, following the horrific terrorist attacks in New Zealand, we've been reviewing what more we can do to limit our services from being used to cause harm or spread hate. So that's what's going on there. There's a one strike policy in an effort to keep Facebook as safe as they possibly can. I'm trying to keep a straight face with this. They're implementing this. Although, in all fairness, this is a good first move. I don't think you can necessarily ban everything and all bad actors and all bad everything. The only thing you could do is try. Up until this point, they had not been trying very hard. In fact, they've been participating in some unsavory behavior themselves. But hopefully this is the start of Facebook trying to turn things around. Do you think that's possible? Drop me a line. Let me know. Cheers. And finally today, we're going to talk a little bit about Snapchat. So, you know, they've been decreasing in popularity for a while, ever since Instagram's debut, where they've started to cut, where they copied stories effectively, and the popularity waned with Snapchat. However, they may have figured out a way to get back some of the attention, especially from teens. They have introduced a new lens filter that's getting a lot of attention. That's right, 
the gender swapping <laughs> lens. If you haven't used it, everybody, I have seen this so many times, I think I'm going to scream, but it's really wildly popular. And what it is, it's an augmented reality lens from Snapchat that allows users to change their appearance, including facial, fe facial features that are traditionally male or female, according to Business Insider. So the male lens translates to adding a five o'clock shadow, thicker eyebrows, a widened jawline, and an attempt to blur out long hair. For the female appearing filter, Snapchat adds smoother skin, thicker eyelashes, long hair, and a leaner face and jawline. So when you look on social media, the gender changing filter seems to be very popular with men. While the male appearing filter on women does work, the female appearing lens on men is much more realistic. So men have posted their transformed looks after putting the filter on a picture. And it's hard to tell sometimes that it's a digitally created female appearing person. I mean, people use filters all the time now. So I could see how it could be confusing since people regularly use these filters. Some people have already started to use this, though, for diabolical purposes. So several men have posted online that they've created fake Tinder profiles using these computer-generated female-appearing faces, and they found success with their catfishing attempts. Mm-hmm. Well, so these fake Tinder profiles also have brought to light the types of abuse that many women are subjected to on dating apps. Some men have been, uh, started posting on Twitter about how their female appearing profiles were inundated with matches and often vulgar messages from male suitors. Interesting. Even the catfish host, Nev Shulman, got in on the fun and he says the, that the uh, filter was not good. So he didn't show, uh, show himself. But still, since the debut, it's been wildly popular. So a lot of people on social media have said they've re-downloaded Snapchat or created a new account just to be able to use this filter. And in the five days since Snapchat rolled out the new lens filter, 7 million people across iPhone and Android have installed the Snapchat app for the first time, according to data from Sensor Tower. That's a big increase from how many new users Snapchat usually draws in. During the same five-day time span a week before, Sensor Tower reported that the app was downloaded only 3 million times, which means there's been a 133% increase in the amount of new Snapchat downloads, all because of this filter. So tell me, have you played around with this gender-bending filter yet? Have you seen instances where people have used it for bad purposes? Let me know. I'm interested to know if you, I have not tried it yet. I have no desire to see myself as a man, so I haven't tried it. But let me know what you think about it if you have tried it. Does it give you a pretty accurate portrayal of what you would look like if you were a man or a woman? Let me know. Cheers. everyone. I hope you enjoyed this installation of Mediascope Brief. I hope you got some value out of the stories. I will be doing these a lot more often. I've just been so swamped, but I'm glad that I had the chance today to get on here with you. And maybe... Just maybe you have a question about one of the stories or you want to suggest a story for Mediascope, let me know. Drop me a line. I am at Tatiata on Twitter. Just tweet at me. I would love to engage with you. If you're more of an Instagrammer, hit me up at dr underscore Tachi. That's Dr. underscore Tachi. And we can have a great conversation there. 
Also, if you want more of this kind of stuff, you can listen every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. I do a pre-show of Mediascope on Instagram Live. Then 6 p.m. Eastern time, I hop onto Periscope and Facebook Live and also WJMSRadio.com. So you can watch and or listen. What? Where do they do that at? On Mediascope. Anyway, I hope to see you on Wednesdays and feel free to drop me a line if you have any questions or comments. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.